Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review The Flash for you right now. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange, but then for this brand new 2023 DCEU film, as released obviously by Warner Brothers, directed by Andy Muschietti of It and It Chapter 2 fame. Hmm. Screenplay by Christina Hodson, who wrote Birds of Prey. Okay. Story by John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein, Joby Harold. Stars Ezra Miller, Sasha Kale, Michael Shannon, Ron Livingston, Maribel Vadu, Kiersey Clemens, and of course, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. This is 144 minutes long with a budget reportedly in the 200 $220 million range. We'll come back to that for sure. Hmm. And it's too early to talk about how much money it's making or not making because as of time of recording, this has only been out for one full day in the US and North Americas. Wayne, what is the flash about? Okay, so in The Flash, worlds collide, literally, uh, when The Flash uses his superpowers to travel back in time to change the events of the past. However, he's doing that to try and save his family, but that inadvertently alters like the future, and then he becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening to fuck everyone up. And so now, but in this new reality, or this current reality, the one he's in, he has no other superheroes to turn to, so he goes to coax out Batman which turns out to be not the Batman he knows, who is retired, and it's Michael Keaton, and then they have to go try and rescue... And well, in- well, that's enough. Wait, that's... Really? That's enough for the sport. That's for this. in the motherfucking trailer. Yeah, All right, okay, you're that's what happens. You're about 90 minutes into the film now. <laughs> okay, those things happen, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so... Okay, Wayne, you saw this first with big thanks to Universal Warner Brothers Pictures for the invitation to see this one Hell yeah. early, and which you got to manage to get along to, unfortunately, once again... Other priorities wouldn't allow me to get there. This life of a netball coach never Paul ends. children, a child, <laughs> everyone. What did you? What was it like? What was the vibe like? What was the premiere like? Great, as you can imagine, very well attended. I would argue that this, at this current moment, would like an advanced screening for the Flash. Hottest ticket in town, as movie nerds go. Mm-hmm. Full of folks, definitely. Uh, not so much the fanfare, like usually with these big like comic book movies, you see cosplayers and stuff. Not so much this time, but that's fine. We went to the biggest screen possible. Right. Right. Really, really good. Pretty buzzy around like the folks that we were sitting around. There's definitely big fans there for sure. And you could tell. Not so much like cheering from the audience and stuff during the thing. But like I personally was very excited, as you can imagine. Well, Wayne is a massive, if you're not aware of this and you're new to the show, welcome. It's great to have you here. Wayne is a massive Batman fan. Huge, huge. Ever since I was a kid. Forget about it. Has written letters to comics and had them published in the comic. Yes. So he's that level of nerd. So I can imagine mm. this was absolutely stroking your nostalgia boner, your nerd nostalgia boner in big, big ways. Big time. And I also had no idea exactly how much it would stroke. Mm. So, you know, it was quite the affair, shall we say, at least in my head. But also, you know, everyone liked it. I by contrast, I saw this opening night, no, second to opening night here in Australia, and I went to Gold Class and I had myself oh, my food and I had myself my drink. And, that always helps, man. And, you know, so therefore not as many people in the cinema to really compare it to because obviously, you know, with these reclining chairs and whatever else, it's much more spaciously set sped apart. But, uh, yeah, so I, I went sort of as high class as I high possibly class. could. Now, good, good. I guess we should probably just go over to the big nerd fan, the DC fan. Did it successfully make you happy? Were you excited? Did you come out of this being like, damn, yeah, DCU? All right, look, let's, or were yeah. you like, ah, this is disappointing? Sure, sure. Now, let's be honest here. I'm here for the Keaton, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that made me, and probably every other, every other person my age who so, is. So, are you trying to tell me you're not there for. Uh, 
was wondering what you were queuing up. <laughs> well done, Paul. It's, it's, a, it's a man who's uh, committed to his art. Um, yes. No, not so much. I mean, look, everyone you know heard about Lesbian Miller being an asshole, and that's why they pretty much pushed this back. Not because of COVID, but because of him. Uh, it probably was COVID, too. A little of both. Uh, them, by the way. Their preferred them, pronoun sorry, is them. Is them. Uh, and so, you know, there was all of that going on. And to be fair, they actually, like, I honestly, like, as much as we were all like, man, is they an asshole or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really care. I was looking to see the movie. So they probably did release it late and it did have an effect on me caring or not caring whether the lead was an a-hole. I think we have said this before about other noted assholes mm-hmm. and, and pieces of shit that mm-hmm. work in, in Hollywood mm-hmm. that without naming names and getting all the way back into that, that, mm-hmm. you know, we try and separate the art from the person yeah. as much as possible. So that's the way I went into this film as well. Not that I was, I had no interest the way you've got interest. I was completely eh about seeing, exactly, seeing this film. So that, and it wasn't because of Ezra Miller. It was just because I think this DCEU has, ship has sailed and I think this film means absolutely fucking nothing in the overall scheme of things. So um, I would agree with you on that. So uh, basically, anyway, that's my contrasting experience walking into it. But all right, yeah, please but then, continue. But then like to talk about Buzz. This is the film that Tom Cruise reportedly was very interested in. He calls the director and says, can I watch it? WB sends someone to Tom Cruise's house and sits there while he watches it, then takes the film back. This film, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, it seems to have had about 45,000 premiere screen, not premiere, but advanced yeah. screenings through the States as they sort of roadshowed it around and tested with audiences. And they yep. always test films with very early versions. But, but not this but much. Way more so. And I'm like... If this film doesn't make bank, it's because half the bloody continent has seen it already. Here's what happened, right? I've I've done a little bit of research myself, and the the people like you know our friend Justin from yep. Every Film, film he saw it super. Yeah, so he would have seen the cut that I thought this was because at the beginning of this thing, it's like the director saying this isn't the completed film, right? Which right? Uh, Tegan from Universal then emailed back to say, look, just to clarify, this was the completed, was film. The completed film. I shouldn't have played that. That's cool. That's thing. cool. Yeah. But and I know what the differences between the, the the early cut that those guys saw and this cut are, and I and I can well we'll talk about it later in spoilers. But yeah, so anyway, so, so hearing that Tom Cru- Tom Cruise saw the film and actually called the director for fifteen minutes saying this is exactly the type of film we want now. This is a great film. Boom, 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 boom. Andrew Machete's like, holy shit, I crap my pants when Tom right. Cruise tells you, you know. So in terms of what I thought the film was, look, entertaining, fun, well paced. It made the character likable to me because I always thought the Flash was kind of the janitor of the Justice League. No one really cares well, about him. That's the joke that he makes himself. Yeah, and so and uh, uh, it's either him or Aquaman. Not quite sure, but it's probably him. It has possibly one of the biggest payoffs at the end for a nerd like myself. Um, I was like, oh, 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 four or five times in a row because I wasn't expecting any of that shit to happen. More on that later. Now, here's the thing. The CGI was weirdly shit in places. Like, weirdly, weirdly shit. And I think I have uh, my own in my head... Because it's some in some spots it's great, but in the spots where it's essentially from the Flash's point of view, it is shit. It looks like computer graphics, and I went that, and that's why I thought it was a first cut or a work print or something of the mm. film. Because I'm like, oh, that's horrendous. But I'm sure they'll clean that up in the final edit. Nope. Um, yeah, you cannot deny. I, I will 100% agree with you. The CGI in this film, as an overall, is not befitting of 200 million dollars. Well, not, e- not even close to it. Do you know what I think happened? Oh, this is what it's too di- ambitious. This film is too ambitious for its budget. Well, this is what the director said. He said, The idea, of course, is that we are in the perspective of the Flash, he said. Everything is distorted in terms of light and textures. We enter this 
Waterworld, which is basically being in Barry's POV. It was part of the design, so if it looks a little weird to you, that was intended. Fuck I off. don't buy that for Fuck a second. Off, Andy okay? No one is buying. Exactly. No one is buying that whatsoever. This is they rushed it. At whatever level, they ran out of money. Warner Brothers wouldn't commit any more to it because it's a doomed universe and therefore they're making excuses. Exactly. See, that's the thing. If they if they, if they, they were saying that oh, oh, what you're seeing from Barry's point of view is not reality but tableaus of reality, right? They didn't lean far enough into that artificial kind mm-hmm. of thing for it to be convincing. So I don't believe that, right? Also, I think they're also going, this is a Miller guy. It's fucking shit up. You don't get one more penny, guys. You know, cause so, so I reckon that's the first draft. So... That's there. There are okay. sequences in this film, which again, we have to wait for spoilers. And yeah. So we'll get there in a moment, that looked PS3 level bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and on the big screen, like you said, you saw it on the biggest screens in Perth. I saw it just a sort of typical cinema screen. It's I'm like, whoa. Very noticeable. There's a very early sequence involving babies. And I'm like, that is terrible. No, no. I looked at it going, what's, what is this? What is th- I know. I was sitting there, did it all of a sudden change to be a cartoon baby? I don't mm-hmm. know. It was like that. And so I was like, And there okay. are some scenes where... Let's say there are two actors against yep, one yep, another yep. where it looks brilliant and it's so well put together That's and you why cannot saying. see the scene. It's seamless. And then other scenes where they've clearly mapped CGI onto someone's face opposite that actor. Yep. And... It looks horrible. Yeah. So what they, I think they've done is, and that's why this Andy guy is, is going with this thing, right? He's saying... But that doesn't cover... Like, I've just talked about... But all of those scenes are from the Flash's point of view. Not so true. Are they? Not true. There are, there are scenes where they're just walking through a building and you can see the, the terrible texturing on the face of, of one of the actors. But having said all of that, obviously there's you know, like Michael Keaton's in it, right? So I'm there for that. What they did with that was excellent. All the things that they, that gave, like, paid really great homage to the character. It was really, really cool to watch. Batman still kicks ass, and probably more than he did in the original Batman movies because he didn't fly so much. Um, it's all in the trailers. Uh, so you know, I love the little gentle jabs they gave to the Marvel universe, like to with the with the you know, time travel explanations. I thought that was very cool. I actually, um, I've seen that being ripped apart online. Their explanation for time travel, I quite liked it. So did I, especially spaghetti. Yeah. So overall. The, the movie itself is great, very enjoyable. I didn't notice the runtime, which is big for me. And, you know, an ending that made me fart with delight is probably <laughs> worthwhile, you know? So, especially the very last moment. I fucking crapped myself. And uh, we'll get into that as well. So, uh, I loved it. Paul, what did you think? Because I'm really, really interested in what you think. Obviously, you think the CGI is shit, and I agree. Yes, yep. But overall, Paul, how, how does a guy who doesn't give a rat's vag about the VCU... The VCU? <laughs> the badge of the U, yeah. Oh, right. No, the DCU. Um, how, do, how do you care? How, what do you think? Look, as acknowledged, I don't have the love for this sure. universe sure. that you do for DC, for the DCEU. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff. I think almost every film in this world has been averaged poor, with the exception of The Suicide Squad, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely different film plays in a completely different area. Didn't mind Man of Steel way back in the day, whatever that came out. Sort of again recently. It is a great show. Yeah, it's didn't, a great didn't show. mind that one. I know that had its fair share of detractors. And Aquaman's okay. I know that I'm a, I'm a, it was fine for I'm what a it small was. island there. But virtually every other film in this whole thing uh, is just okay. Like, you know, soft three stars down to, you know, in the case of Suicide Squad, you know, a, a paltry one star type level. The Shazams, the what else? Were, Wonder Woman's pretty good. The first Wonder Woman's pretty good. Wonder Woman eighty four, god shit awful, house, god awful. So you know, it's not got a lot to surpass. And basically, I don't think it surpasses many of them. Yeah, fuck. I'm Megatron. 
Oh boy, where to start? You're going Negatron on this? I just didn't give a fuck. This Not even. film I found incredibly boring. What? I don't care. Like, yeah, great. It was it was fun seeing Michael Keaton doing his thing. But beyond that, I'm like, nothing else worked. You know what? Barry is a fun secondary character to create an awkward kind of sensibility bit of humor around the sides, commenting on all these amazing superheroes. And he is growing into his powers, obviously, through mm-hmm. you know, Justice mm-hmm. League and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Him on the corner there, that's fine. <laughs> a whole film about Barry, too much. I did not laugh once in no? this movie. And the cinema I was in, I, admit, I acknowledge it was only a gold-class screen so far. There was barely a murmur through this whole film. Like the atmosphere was really like, eh. no one was getting off in this movie. No one was delighting in it. Even in the first act? Even, especially in the first act. With the, the bridge scene? Yep. No laughs. No laughs. I got big all. laughs in my cinema. And the further it went, the more and more, like the slapstick comedy, I'm like, fuck off. You've got the Snyderverse at one level and now we're, we're going so far away to try and do this weird Marvel take where everything's quippy and, and but there's even more slapstick custard pie and I'm like, ugh. Really? Hated it. Hated all that attempt to be funny and it all fell flat. And then I have to sort of save that next criticism for spoilers. Mm. But then there are also legions of plot holes in this movie. It's, staggering to me some of the basic shit that they just overlook and hope that they move fast enough no pun intended that mm-hmm. you don't notice and then the resolution by the end I'm like uh, I don't care really didn't care didn't strike me criticize me for having no heart all you like but I did not give two fucks about any of the characters here um, okay, so the fact that... And I love alternate universe shit because we can play really dangerously and kill characters off left, right and centre because it doesn't really matter. See, I don't like alternate universe shit, so for me it's quite a surprise that I was like, oh, look at this. But like, there's only one way you can do these types of things and that is go back and forward in time and do some shit. Right, so you felt that the Barry character had new agency? Not about agency. He certainly has an arc in this movie, you know, his main... It's actually quite an interesting arc, if you ask me. And I think the connection to his mother was good, and we explained, therefore, why he is the awkward, bumbling, social idiot that he is. Mm -hmm. So all that I liked, that part's good. But beyond that, and I mentioned liking the the pastor scene, explaining how time travel works in this particular universe, that was all good. And yeah, Michael Keaton, cool. It was good to see him. It was good to see him kind of, even though it's obviously stunt person and and cg no, no, and whatever good but yeah. no i'm saying in terms of the physical moves like, there's no way he was of doing course, that of course, of course. Uh, but it, it all see, came together seamlessly that was great and i like the alternate take on the super person but you know, i won't say any more about that no that's fine uh, you did like the alternate take yeah okay no not bad um what i liked about the batman character is that it, despite even despite whatever universe you're in he's still the smartest guy in the room he's the one guy who understands like time travel mm-hmm. and i'm like good good because that's what batman really has he's rich he does he can fight really well and he's a genius. That's the idea behind Batman, right? Yep. Um, well, so, detective, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's why that was cool. Because, like, obviously it wasn't going to be the Flash because he's a kid bumbling or whatever. And that's his whole thing. Uh, and there were no other superheroes. So, And I have to say, the action's pretty pretty stock standard. It's not... And nothing exciting this movie. There's no moment like, ooh, look at this. There's a couple of nice shots. A couple of... Is there cameras. ever, though, anymore? Like, yes. When's the last time you saw a CGI scene where you went, I'm going to come my pants? Uh, about two weeks ago, Whoa, across the Spider Verse. So this, uh, this is the problem. I think that's a bit different. That's well, an animated feature. Yeah, still, it's still CG. I mean, 
right. And if you want to go further back than that, John Wick 4. Again, everything. Yeah, everything sucks in comparison to John Wick 4. John Wick 4 it's, is fine. Okay. <laughs> God, don't even, don't even. My point is that the action in this film is eh. Yeah, it's just, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised. So, not, so wait, you didn't find that no charm to the story at no, all for you? None? None. None wow. at all. So, no, none's too strong. It was low on everything that I'm looking for in a superhero film. I'm looking for those cool moments. I'm looking for those wow shots. I'm looking for hilarious one back and forth liners. And I'm looking for awesome, awesome action. And I think this film underutilized all of it. And then when we get to the CGI, just completely undermined everything from there. So It was stark, I will say. The CGI crapness was stark. Um, and yes, it did get to me. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't expect you to like it. I didn't expect you to negatron out on it though no, so. don't, don't get me wrong this is not a one star or one half nothing like that it's just a disappointment even though i came in with very measured almost zero expectations it wasn't on my top 10 films of the year like it was on yours so yeah i, was, I, I came in <laughs> expecting meh and i got less than that really mm. so you um one thing that i do feel about the film is that even though all of those things we mentioned the cgi this that whatever it almost seemed as though because of the way this, when this movie was placed, which is right before the changing of the guard and DC had all these problems with it and then we had this, I'm like, all right, if this story is enough to keep me uh, encapsulated, I could probably oddly overlook the, the poor execution of the CGI and things like that. I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's the, and that's how I that's sort of film felt. viewing 101, that if the film's good enough, you'll overlook its flaws. And I thought it was, which is why I'm surprised you weren't. Not, okay. even, not even close. The flaws were glaring for me. All right, let's hit the spoiler button then so we can get into it in more detail. So, uh, Jack, take it away. You can't handle the truth. Well, and the truth is that uh, this film seems to be a bit becoming divisive. Early reactions were all like like Tom Cruise. This Everyone's talking about how good it is. Like, you mentioned Justin, the epic film guy. I think he loves this film beyond absolute... I mean, him and I were always going to love it because Michael Keaton's in it. And, yeah. uh, Jason from Binge Movies also four-starred this movie. So, Well, there's a factor there. That's, that's the thing. If you, get to, if you go to a premiere of a show or you see it before anyone else and there's buzz in that cinema, you're going to like it more than someone else, right? I think so. So there's that factor for sure. But in terms of like substance of the movie... Did you find it all interesting that Barry is forced to become his own mentor? Oh, God. You didn't like that? I like that. What I was alluding to earlier and skipping around is, then two Barrys is in-fucking-sufferable. Well, one's a dickhead. I just dislike this character. You dislike the first. Therefore, having two of him, one of whom gets powers and then the other one loses the powers so conveniently. Yeah. And then how easy was it for him to get the powers back? I'm like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. Oh, I will say the weakest part of it is him losing and regaining his powers. Because it's like, we got Batman, it'll be fine. Batman's like, for the record, I think this is nuts. Or whatever, insane, or whatever. You know, like to try and shock you with lightning again and get your powers back. He should have just died. But he obviously wasn't going to. So that was the, for me, that was the weakest development of it. Mm Mm-hmm. The bits that I like, this is pure fan service nostalgia, but like Batman. Because I don't give a shit about Batman. That's right. So Batman's saying. I don't give a shit about Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's not my Batman. If I have to pick one, it's Christian Bale. Yeah, see, that's weird. He's so my Batman. Mm -hmm. And Um, and seemingly the people who are going absolutely mental about this, they're, he's their, he's their Batman. He's their Batman. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, that whole like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Cool. But also, you know, so you want to do this, this, and this. You want some help? Like the idea that Batman would say you want some help. Like, oh, God. You know what I mean? So that's all the fan service fanboy shit that I'm crapping on about. Now, let's talk about the actual show. The idea that Bruce was a hermit that now rattles around in his mansion and he's past, he's, he's retired or he seems to not be doing a lot of that Batman shit anymore. Didn't really fly for me. I don't mind him not doing Batman shit anymore because all the crime's gone in Gotham. Yes. Weird. But 
the fact he doesn't have better better fucking security, given the Batcave and all his gadgets and shit are still within accessible. Well, they're all in mothballs, bro. Still? Yeah, would you want to be so. protecting the world from that shit in not case someone you, comes after it? You would, but not if you don't give a fuck. And also, he's still Batman. He still has in cupboards and ticks you out. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, the point is, he's gone to seed sort Except of. Except he wasn't going to win that fight. Against the Flash, no. But if it was two dickheads in his house, yeah, he would have sure, fucked him up, right? Sure. So, yeah, okay. But, you know, we live in a world where there's fucking metahumans and, and supervillains and whatever. I believe they were doing a pastiche there. Bruce has become the Big Lebowski. <laughs> he's the dude. He's got the long hair and he's like robe well, he and everything. It pretty quick. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, well, yeah, okay, he he's got long it. hair and a robe and everything to hide the fact it's not Michael Keaton in those scenes. That's all. It's totally him. No, not when he's fighting. Oh no, he's fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, and like I said, like his explanation with the spaghetti of the time yeah, travel cool. thing, I thought it was very yeah, good. Doug, that didn't mind. Because he even all. said you may have seen a movie that says that time splinters, i.e., referring directly to the MCU. Right. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. That was kind of cool. And here's the thing I want to tell you about. Mm. Opening sequence. Ben Affleck Batman yep. saves the fucking reservoir by not letting the drugs fall into the water or whatever the fucking bioagent well, is. Woman or, came along and, Wonder yeah. Woman does it. Lasso of Truth pulls Ugh. him up and then he's like, him telling the truth is like, I'm too this to say thank you. And then everyone's, that's great, man. Surely that's great. Big laughs in my cinema. Mm, like I said, what you silence in mine. Yeah, because you all bitches. So- <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, discerning taste. Nah, I think there was three cunts in a movie cinema and none of you were happy. It was actually pretty full for the, for the gold class. Five cunts. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, oh, but hang on. Hang on. This that, might- and that opening scene was so fucking stupid. Which one? The... The hospital? Yeah. Oh, and then the woman falling out with all the babies falling out and he needs to eat food. I'm like, oh, this is so silly. I liked the eating food bit. I mean, I didn't mind the eating food bit, but just the way it was all played out and portrayed, and again, not helped by the super CGI-ness of it all. That No, that was the worst thing about it. sucks. So the idea there was that he ran up the building, caught all the babies, and moved them into a line, and then, and then yep. put them onto a gurney, like put a gurney under them. Mm-hmm. Saved all the babies somehow, and the woman as well, and one of the and babies the is in a dog. microwave, and the dog, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I quite liked that. Um, hated it. Hated, hated it. the whole slap again, slapstick silliness of it all. Of course, the babies aren't going to die. There's no threat here. There's no worry. It's just oh, how silly is this? Oh, ooh, I'm going to eat this thing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put that bedpan in the way and deflect that thing. <sighs> well, you know, I think that the fact the, re- the 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 this is where the CJ messes with you because. You're seeing that they're they're cartoon babies. Mm-hmm. If they were real looking babies, you'd have had a closer like, oh, I hope, I hope they don't die. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what that was one problem. That I'm sure the director is pulling his hair out about going, you fuckers! I could have made this scene perfect, and you wouldn't give me another fifty million dollars. Right? You ready for the biggest plot hole of this whole film? Please, Wayne. Yes. I want you to now give me an honest answer here. Go on. You suddenly have the capacity to time travel back in time. Mm. Someone you love. Let's just say your mum right. is murdered when you are 10 years old. Mm. What's the first thing you do? Try and find the murderer. Correct. <laughs> now, here's what... Um, I understand this. Because it, it was, it was, was starkly like, absent. At what fucking point does he actually go, you know what, I should just go into the room where this happens and fucking find out who it is slash stop it from happening? Well, here's the thing. The premise behind him going back in time, as per Bruce's warning, you yes. can ruin everything, yeah. is to interfere as little as possible. But the moment that he does realise he's fucked everything up anyway, what's the difference? What he, um, Well, that, I think that's what happened, though. And him, what about this? How about you go back in time, find out who it was... And kill that fucker. Well, or just subtly manoeuvre them not to go there at that time. Pull the fucking lead out on their... On their you know, the brake lead on their car or whatever it is. Well, I think... The whole chrono bowl and him like that him was so bad. No, but that I mean didn't find look the CGI. That's where the CGI was uh-huh. worse because that's when it looked like a game, right? But 
when he was there and then that dark flash came and knocked him out, I believe the Dark Flash did all of those things. They went, kept on going back in time for like 10, 20 years or whatever, trying to find the, the spot where they could save the mom and not destroy the universe. But then he turned into a freakish version of himself, and that's why he knocked Barry out into where he found him. Well, my, he's trying to stop him from, saving, from not saving the mom. The actual thing that he was doing going over and over again was, because in his world, mom's alive, so he doesn't need to go back and do all that shit. What he's doing, because it's a different, like, although the way they talked about the timeline... He's just doing that battle over and over again, which is why he keeps having jagged bits of shit out of him. Looks so different. I'm so close to finding a way of saving both Supergirl and, and the world and Batman. Yeah, and therefore the world. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm sure in, like he's tried all 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 all, time, all points along if, that. If timeline. that's the case, they need to better establish it. They didn't say that. They said he's done the battle over and over again. Again, poor writing. Yeah, you know what? There, there's there's an element to this as well that in the comics, which this is based on, the Flash paradox. Incident, yeah. It turns out to be Reverse Flash who actually killed his mom. Right. So for them to go into that, well, I'm not saying this makes it okay, but for them to go into that is to then open up another line. Because like, if it ends up being just some thug that comes in and kills the mom, right? That's like, it's more interesting for him to try and avert it with as little, I know. I just, don't, I know. just don't buy it for a second. Okay, fair enough. Did you like the Danny Elfman score on Batman? Surely you liked yeah, that. Yeah, nice to hear the score. That was very cool. The Batsuit rooms, yeah, you wouldn't care about this, but the nope. Easter eggs of galore with that shit. One in particular was when um, he's like, the bat wing is framed in the light of the moon in the first movie, and then it falls down. Yes, and it's like, ooh, it's this perfect bat symbol. They did a version of that here yeah, when Batman it. jumps out. That was cool. And also, um, there's a bit in the original 1989 Batman where Batman fires a lineup, he grabs Kim Basinger. How much do you weigh? Uh, about 108. Yeah, I saw that bit on the... And then he's like, how much do you weigh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, explosion. Very, very cool. So I thought that was kind of fly. Again, see, most it sounds like most of your appreciation is built on this nostalgia. Completely. But I mean, that's so what I, I, I don't expecting. fault you for it. Yeah. Or anyone else who loves it on that basis. And it's just, I don't have it. So imagine watching this film without that. All right. So here's the highlight of the film for me. And I'm sure it was a low light for you. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, when the literal worlds are colliding. God, that was terrible. Oh my God, it was the best thing ever, man. Did you not see the shitty, shitty CG yeah, of all that sequence? And that- what about when fucking Nicolas Cage's Superman fighting the big spider? I came in my pants. I laughed. That was the one laugh I got the whole film because they're referencing who was it? Is it John? Kevin Peters? Smith. Kevin Smith told the story about John Peters. Is that the producer? Yeah, where he's like, he's like, I want to bring up in Wild Wild That's right. And they made it like look like that, right? So that was cool. But they had like. But Nicolas Cage is like, oh my God, he's alive. I get you can't do George Reeves. Uh, Well, that's the thing though. They did do George Reeves and they did. Well, they did, but I'm saying you can't have the real person there. But they could have had the real fucking Nicolas Cage if they really wanted him. Bro, not even that. Well, they couldn't have the, the real Christopher Reeve, so they did the same thing with him as yes, well. I'm so, sorry, yeah, so um, George Reeve, whatever the guy is that his name? Yeah, George, George Reeves is the first Superman, yeah, the, and they did the black and white ones. Yes. Then they did Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater, so yes. Supergirl. I was like, holy shit! Then they do Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. Then they do motherfucking like Jay Garrick, the alternate Flash, which is the the guy with that was the first Flash. Trust me, it's a Golden Age Flash Jay. where he's got that weird like sort of bucket right. hat. Then, you yeah, know, it's nostalgia, what, nostalgia, nostalgia. It was, but like the way that they put that together, it felt like you're peering backwards into cinematic history of the DC movies, which of course I and grew TV up with. And TV show. And TV show. So here's me coming in my pants, right? I'm sitting there going, oh my God, oh my God. When and then the like, Nicolas uh-huh. Cage thing. I was like, oh, it's Nicolas Because they never made that movie, but it was like, you've seen the shit. So I don't know. I thought that was a great idea. And the best. Glad you enjoyed it. But then the best, best idea is at the very end. All right, where it's like comes up, Bruce comes out. He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then it's George Clooney. It's George Clooney, the worst Batman, coming back to almost like it's a gag. And it's like, Barry, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, I'm like, oh shit. And apparently, so there's another Barry running around in that world. Then, 
Well, this is where it's a bit weird. Because for Barry to not know what his current counterpart, person, whoever, if he comes back into his own timeline, shouldn't he just adopt all of his own memories? Shouldn't he just know all of this shit? But he's not in his own timeline because it's, because it's George Clooney and it's not Ben Affleck. No, the reason George Clooney turned up is because he changed something. He made his dad look up by changing the yep. can. So that changed his current timeline to make George Clooney the Batman, not Ben Affleck. So that gets a bit confusing to me because they kind of make the point of saying... You can't change anything. Well, you know, changes resonate both ways through time. Yes. That's what they, they go Batman backwards says. and forward. Yep. So is this different worlds or is it the same world? Same world, different outcome because of the one change he made with the can. So then it's fucked. So you can never get it back to the world that he was. He had it before. Yes. Agreed. So Bruce Batman Batfleck is gone is it forever, and now it's George Fleck, right? Yeah. So I which mean, isn't going to happen anyway. <laughs> no, this is well. This is the thing, right? Because and that's one of the things I gave feedback to you. I was sitting there going, "Oh, well, what's going to happen now? Is the new Batman George Clooney? No, because it's going to reboot completely after mm-hmm. Blue Beetle." I saw this uh, interview with James Gunn, and um, there's a movie that no one's going to care about. <laughs> I thought that looked good, though. Uh, uh, you know, I know. Oh, look, whatever. That was his. That was the first true DCU. And James Gunn said in this, um, he had a. Uh, uh, he went to the on the Inside of You podcast, which is Lex from Smallville's mm. podcast. Yeah, th- this isn't really the DC, the proper start of the DCU. It just sort of is the end of the Snyderverse DCU. The Blue Beetle is technically the first one, but Superman is the real new DCU. Right. So you can you'll never see George again. But I did hear this in those screenings we talked about, where all the all the podcasters got it like a year ago or whatever. Right. That ending wasn't there. That ending was Ezra Miller. Like the car pulls up, someone steps out. Ezra Miller goes, "Who the fuck are you?" And it cuts. Right. They added George Clooney in later, which I actually like better. Cool. I wanted to see George. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Wayne. I guess we've got very different. Oh, one other thing. You know, the, like I mentioned the action's par- barely passable. We get the one-shot wonder when Supergirl goes ballistic when she gets into the sun for the first time in Russia. Great looking. I thought it was a good scene. Again, Come on. Ruined by the CG. And compare that to James Gunn's own scene in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is oh, that yeah. one shot. That's infinitely better and looks so much better. And that's what I expect for this kind of budget. Okay. So, yeah. And I do think watching Across the Spider-Verse, another multiverse film, you know, two, three weeks ago, hurts this film a lot. I'm stunned they would release this film straight after that instead of either getting in front of it or pushing it back a little bit, breathe a bit more. Multiverses are fucking everywhere, if you haven't noticed. No, no, it's, it's definitely everywhere. And that's why everyone... All at once. All at once, exactly. <laughs> it's all about that. And frankly, that's the new thing I'm sick of. But, you know, that's how it works now. So, all right, wow. Well, yeah, Wayne. Oh, look, I'll give my, first, my score yeah, first as a wrap-up. Um, I give this the flat tack 50. Right on the nose. Ever so slightly better than you know, shit like Fast X, which is terrible as well. Yeah, it's okay. It's not good. I will never watch this film again unless my daughter suddenly gets on a kick and wants to watch this whole run of films. And I already told my wife, I'm not going to see this one again. And watch it again next week. 79. Knock yourself out. 79. 79. 79. A bunch of shit. And don't get me wrong, a good 15 of those points are for nostalgia, right? <laughs> Possibly. Well, at least 15. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I and, it, you couldn't give this any more than three stars. But that's what I get. Like, the, the, I went for that and then I got that. Fair so enough. I shat my pants. See? Fair enough. Okay. Well. <laughs> 79 to 50, there is the point score range. Probably one of the bigger ones for the year thus what? far. How is how's, how's the internet reacting to it's this? It's dropping further. Every day I look, is it, it? You know, I've checked it like three times in this last week. It was like 71% approval rating. I just forgot to do that at the start of the, of the review, sorry. So let's, let's come back around to that real fast because this review hasn't gone long enough already. <laughs> As of now, it has a 67% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 286 reviews with an average score of 6.3 out of 10. Metacritic has 56 out of 100 based on 53 critics. 
and on the it has a B on the A plus to F scale. So you know what I reckon? Not that great. You know what is going to happen with this? Critics, real critics. Oh, like it's gonna be fucking fashionable to shit on this film because everyone gave it like props to start with, including Tom Cruise. So it's like, well, here we go. You know, I reckon that's how it's gonna happen. I reckon. Interestingly, that B is the lowest of the DCEU tied with Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Hmm. There you go. Okay. Well, there you are. All right. All right. Well, get along. <laughs> Let us know what you thought. Actually, if Please. you've seen The Flash. Oh, sorry. Flash. Well, that and was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have done it every single time we mentioned the name. Shit. Through the court. Then I would only have you know, another 10 minutes to edit. Yeah, this. then you would see the reviews on this review. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you thought. Did you like it? Did you not? Did you love it? Did you hate it? You can do so via email at the Countdown Podcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at the Countdown PC. Like and follow the show where we host through Podbean. And check out the Facebook list community where no doubt there will be a discussion about this one, its merits, and its otherwise. And thank you so much again for joining us today for this review. My name is Paul. My name is Bruce Wayne. (laughs) I fart in your general direction. That was lame. I don't mean the soundboard. We'll catch you next time. See ya. (laughs) 